Good times, bad friends. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Good Times, Bad Friends, and welcome to Conspiracy Campfire. As always, thank you for listening. And if you'd like our podcast and would like to continue listening, please subscribe and forward this to all your friends and family. Wow. Dang. Dude. Uh, yeah. That's good. Sweet. I mean, that, that's how it's done, boys. Like, you practice this or what? Yeah. Uh, actually, I did practice that. <laughs> Dude, so, so the joke turned into that. a session the first time. And Garrett yeah. promptly told us that he was standing in front of his mirror and he practiced it at least three times. Yes, I did. That's how you master it, baby. Yeah. That's how you master it. Just like I'm sure. I'm not right trying to mess this like, up in front of the Australian guys. Yeah, how about that, Cody? There, this is a globally renowned podcast. Well, two percent of us say, yeah. Uh, uh, long time Konnichiwa. watcher, first time <laughs> watch podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Welcome. Colin, it's only you, been like to nine episodes. Would you like to inform our uh, brand new crowd about this about this new visitor we have from outer space. Yeah. So we've had this um, we've had this group text since um, the boys of fall lost in 2011, and we've been just like getting closer ever since. And we're like, you know what? Let's start a podcast. And we were all like, oh yeah, let's do it. And then there was one guy in it who decided having a family is more important than talking to his friends about conspiracy theories who never showed up. And then Garrett in the last podcast, when he talked about his new year's resolution, uh, guilt tripped him. And here we are. Uh, Cody Rhodes has joined us for campfire conspiracies. Dude, we, we guilt had an emotional bro moment that, that, uh, yeah. next morning. Yeah. I, I literally, you know, small good. wiener and everything after my cold shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here I was just exactly. taking my cold shower at four, you know, 4.30 in the morning after working out. That's right. Oof. That's right. That's how, that's how you face it. You know? So I, can we can we update on that since we are actually live about that and kind of prefaced it? We don't have to talk about it as weirdly as we were. But I called you all out last time. How are we feeling one by one, seven days in? And more importantly, are we going to continue this trend for seven more days? That's the that's the question. One hundred percent. We actually get this rolling. Colin. One hundred percent. Yes. G- give us, give us, give us I a little shower every day. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all shower every day, twice a day. Yes. I mean, Garrett literally. Is Dude, what? Yeah, I'm I'm a plumber, so yeah, I shower. And don't bite your fingernails. <laughs> yeah, don't bite your fingernails. That is uh, shit rolls downhill. Paydays on Friday. <laughs> 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 The, those are the three rules. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like no, now, though, uh, honestly, just... though, it's like I said, I think it was day three, like, like the same contemplation you had, Justin, I sat there on the tub and I stared at the water running. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, I, no, this is so stupid. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to sit here and torture myself. I pay for this water and might as well be freaking hot. I'm not doing this. Like, What's going on here? And the Everybody first thing I thought of, the first thing I thought of was like, Justin's going to, Justin's going to do it. There's no way he's not going to do it. And I'm going to be that guy that says, well, I didn't do it. Or I'm going to come up with some kind of excuse of why I didn't do it. And I said, you know what? Just do it. Just jump in there. Hopped in there. It was miserable. Absolutely miserable. <laughs> All three minutes of it. I had the same but thing. I was like, yesterday, I, I, I cannot be the first one that quits. I can't do it. Can't do it. Yesterday, I went three minutes and 
I think it was 15 seconds. I had Katie New record. Time there. <laughs> well, I did. So on mine, I'm not all the way cold. I'm not, I'm not that man. I'm not man enough to do that. I'm not all the way cold. I'm as cold as I can handle, which is real cold. And then that last 15 seconds, my water temperature is coming in at like 50 something degrees. So it's a little it's cold. Yeah. Up north of so Dallas, the, yeah. yeah. So of that last 15 seconds, I put it as cold as it would go. And I'm like hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. But yeah, I'm definitely going to, awesome. I have never been more. No, I'm not going to say never over the last four years, I have not been that alert and awake that early before because I'm used to so used to just going through the motions. That's Drinking my that's coffee, the biggest, going through the motions. The thing, yeah. That's it disrupted thing. the biggest thing I noticed it disrupted the motion. So I wasn't just going through it. I was my brain was awake. I was going at it. I didn't have to wait till ten o'clock for the coffee to kick in and like, oh okay. So I will do say I listened now. to that's the biggest thing I noticed. On the way to get dinner tonight that was talking that Andrew Herman or whatever that guy that you remember guy and he was saying that like mm-hmm. doing the ice bath or the ice bath or the cold shower early in the morning the, the studies show that like for the next like seven or eight hours you're so much more alert and you have so much more energy that if you ever need to mm-hmm. study for something that your neurological like patterns are firing faster that it's been known to like cure adhd and depression so any of you followers from australia that are depressed just go out in the ocean yeah or on this podcast Hey, hey, cold hey, Yeah, that, no, that I definitely, biggest, yeah, I noticed that. And then I'm also, I'm around because I usually don't go to bed till like 1030, almost 11, which is bad. I know it's bad. I need to change it. Yeah, but fix that. the last week I've been like nine o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I'm done. I'm checking yeah. out. I'm because I'm not, I'm way more alert at seven o'clock than 10 o'clock. And I'm not just kind of motioning it around but I that's did what notice those two biggest things and i will 100 percent continue it on that's what that's what i was going to ask you about is how you felt towards the end of the day because I, I was the same way it's like nine o'clock and i'm like dude I'm, I'm checked out i'm ready to go to bed and i sleep dude i sleep like eight, eight like once i decide yeah. to go to sleep and i lay down i'm out cold so that that's what i was gonna like when you were about to say that that's what i was about to ask you about is how easy it was to go to sleep yeah. like that night yeah i'm definitely and when that alarm goes off you know exactly the first thing you have to do when you get out of the bed yeah. Colin? Die. 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 No, I'm, I'm the same way, dude. When I get, when I got like home and I turn off Fortnite and I like go to bed, like the mixture of the early morning coldness plus like having all the blue lights off in the bedroom and reading, like I don't make it five pages and I'm out. Yeah. Asleep, asleep. Okay. I finished, I finished one of my books, which was good, but it took so much longer because I couldn't stay awake from just being yeah. drained at the end of the day. But Colin, my neighbor yeah. was telling but it's me that like, he downloaded a version of Fortnite that you can literally take the blue light out of the game so you can play it and you never have blue light ever at you. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, we just lost Colin Rutherford. Yeah, me and your neighbor are going to link up. <laughs> me and your neighbor are going to link yeah. up. The sheriff? Yeah. So that speaking of the blue light, the monitor I have is a Samsung and it's got eye saver mode. And I believe it takes, it doesn't take all the blue light out, but it takes a majority of it out. It takes yeah. dang near most of it. If it has eye yeah. saver mode. Yeah. But that's, and I don't like it though. The quality is terrible. Is I'm it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It. So I'm kind of an idiot. True. Like what, what's the, what's the biggest, obviously it helps with like 
keeping you alert and you can go to sleep a little bit better, but like, does it have like a true effect on like the quality of the video? Like if I take the blue light out, is it just going to look like pixelated? Like what's the, it's darker. Oh, that's all. That's all it is. It just kind of takes like the brightness out a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I think so on mine, it's darker and it's more of a yellow shade than like a white vibrant. Whatever. I was just always kind of one of those guys. Who was like, "Oh yeah, blue light." Like, you know, like on Happy Gilmore, it's like blue jacket, green jacket. Who gives it? No jacket. I was always like, "Yeah, blue light, man. That's why you're sleeping so bad, idiot." Yeah, yeah. Get your freaking blue light figured out, man. So I, I just, I just didn't know. I just wanted to wanted a clarifying statement on that one from somebody who was a lot better than me at stuff like that. Cody. So, Cody. Oh, sorry. Tell me. What's up? How's your shower gone? Uh, well, I thought they were going good until I read or that same podcast today and said it's actually hurtful for your body or when you're trying to gain muscle and, you know, get hypertrophy and, like, let your muscles grow to not ice bath afterward because it is, produ- it is like, taking away from the inflammation effect of everything. So, if you're going to do it, either do it before workout or do it at the be- at like hours after you get done working out. So you do have to actually have those little micro tears in your muscles and your muscles have to produce all those, you know, mitochondria and stuff to, yeah. Whoa. That's yeah. a big Whoa. word. Here we go. Asia. <laughs> Scientist so over here. That was like, no, no, that, like that, crap. When, when can I do it? Cause like, I got to, I mean, I, w- I wake up at four o'clock every morning and I have to be, have to be at the hospital by six. So it's like, yeah, that's and it takes me an hour to get there. So it's like, I got to leave by five. And so if I work out at four, which like, where like, I'm like strolling in here at four and like, I'm freezing. So I got to wait for my little flamethrower over here to heat it up a little bit. And yeah. I'm like, do I sacrifice a morning workout for just an ice bath and just go for that and go for like overall health? Or do I just keep like cranking out workouts and then just, you know, figure it out from there? So. Hypertrophy. Gains. <laughs> the powerhouse oh, of the cell. You said like the, like the buttery bros just throwing out random fitness. <laughs> fitness. Fit aid. Fit aid. I love lamp. <laughs> Glycolysis. <laughs> I think that's type two diabetes. <laughs> All right. So, so listen, whenever we need to dive in, whenever we were first, whenever we first thought about making this podcast, I think collectively, cause we always talked about conspiracy theories and we're like, why don't we do a call oh, podcast? And actually talk about it. Is that am I on the same thinking? Yes. Same page. That is that is pretty much all we wanted to do. Let's just dive into conspiracy theories. So yes. um the one from last week that really stuck out to us was people disappearing in large numbers deep within national parks. Correct. And I don't necessarily always think it's aliens i'm gonna give you my take and then we can dive in on your like examples um so i wrote up like just some history on it so national parks found over 100 years ago or like the service Mm -hmm. was over 100 years ago and there's about 85 million acres in the united states of national parks um so i was like how many people actually 
have disappeared since 1916 in national parks. And you may have what you found, but I found that since they were founded, um, there has been no data kept of people who have ever gone missing in national parks, except for in 2017. Um, so they put a study together in 2017 and there were 340 or 3,453 reported search and rescue missions and 182 deaths in national parks just in that year. And that's the only data I could find. If you found something else, um, so let me know. Out of the 3,000 search and rescues, which is your quote-unquote missing people, only 178 died? 182 deaths. 182. Okay. And I don't know if those were connected or those were just separate deaths, but out of the search and rescue missions, 182 deaths happened in national parks in 2017. And my thinking was, could be animal, like yes, getting killed yeah, by an animal. Or something like that could have been hiking related or just people over exaggerating their hiking skills and going on these paths that they had no business being on and like getting to a point and dying. So that's, that's actually, I never even thought of the question of to see if there was a number, but thinking as, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, the manager of the nation's, parks that's not something that i would want to keep track of so i see why they don't keep that number it's not very inviting you you need you know people to come to your place hey we had 3400 people last year well that's the thing i i looked and i looked for a number because i feel like people would have reported their loved ones missing whatever and that those would start to come up with somebody would investigate it doesn't look like anybody has, but I'm going to give you my thoughts on this alien abduction in national parks, and then you can give me your paragraphs and paragraphs of information. So starting, I don't want to, I don't want to come off hot, hot but thing. I don't necessarily think that they're alien abductions every time. I think from the extensive research I did that there are intelligent beings here on earth that were here before humans. And that's where these people are going. They're getting abducted by these things who are like national, like native to these national parks. That's why no one's been able to build there prior to 1916. And that's where they are living. And it's not definitely like aliens coming down, which it could be, but there's already beings here on earth that don't like us trespassing on their lands. That's a very interesting spin. I never thought of it like that. Same. That's very interesting. So I did as far as, and I know I'm the one that brought up disappearance or UFO sightings in national parks. I, the, I was doing a little research this morning and it was like, yeah, these, this video here, this video here. And then it pulled up into this documentary by Stephen Greer, which for everybody listening or watching, Stephen Greer is the UFO guy. He is the frontier of almost everything classified becoming unclassified as far as the U.S. government stuff. But I watched a documentary called Un- Unacknowledged. And his newest, that came out in 2000, 
I don't remember the year, but Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind is his new one was newest one that just came out. Oh, like the movie. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's still like a docu documentary though. Right. That's how he films. He just narrates it and stuff oh, like that. Oh, I've seen that. That movie, The Fourth Kind, is crazy. So this is the fifth kind. More, I think I think it's a little bit more fictional. Like th this guy's a real deal. I've heard of that guy. He's kind of like Bob Lazar type level. But the fourth kind is the movie you're talking about, Colin, and that movie is crazy. It's loco, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. So that one, yeah, I think that one is more of like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. But, yeah. And Hollywood is it plays into a lot more of everything that I looked into than I thought. Oh yeah. So. Back in, I'm going to go back early 2000. So 2001, and this is a fact. New York City. No. 2001, the National Press Club. It was a text message came up on the computer. <laughs> Clip it. Uh, all right. So in 2001, the National Press Conference, where military, NASA, and intelligence agency members testified about US, UFO cover-ups and back engineering of UFO craft. That is, they testified that is a real thing. They they were covering it up, and they were back reverse engineering UFO spacecraft. That That oh. is on record, and it was covered up. It was completely washed and blanketed over because, you know what else happened in 2001? Uh-uh. Don't ring a bell. Trillions wow. of dollars went missing. Uh, I'm going to hit on that point too. Yeah. I've got a lot of stuff. There's too much stuff Billions. for me to go over. There's way too much stuff for me to go over. But those two points that I just made are when I'm going to come up. And one of the big ones is, so the U.S. government will spin, as far as UFOs and everything, they will spin it to where the next, so if there's not, you know, a Soviet Union, a Saddam Hussein, Al-Qaeda, Al <laughs> If it is something that's UFO, they will spin it to how they want it, the public to perceive it, which if you look at the history of Hollywood, alien mm -hmm. movies, aliens are always bad. I think you got one or two movies, like Paul. That's, you know, that's a Paul. comedy movie. Yeah. But most majority of the time, aliens are always bad. So they're going to spin it to how they want, you know, national media news to present it to unite people to come together to fight this one common enemy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, that's what happened. They did the same thing with 2009-11. True. They, they, an incident occurred. They used that incident to unite one person or the nation to hunt this one person. And we all know Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. Anyways. Neither did Osama bin Laden. Yeah. So, sure. and this, uh, the CIA has documentation and it has become unclassified because of uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. The CIA has special agents embedded in every single major news media station in the United States. Wait, say that again. The CIA has... Mm -hmm. Special agents embedded in every well, single major news media in the United States. All of yeah. them. Like deeply in there, like shaping the way that they want everything presented to the American media, which is something that I, I, I was going to stop you, but you just can't make any point. Isn't it crazy 
that like we do have this all revealing event multiple times where like documents get declassified, but I feel like the work has already been done. So they're like, okay, now you can read through it. And then it's like, exactly. what do we do about it? Nothing is done. And then we just kind of forget that it ever happened. So it's like, do you think that's like a kind of a part of the plan? Like they just keep you, like they kind of roll out the information they want you to see and hear and be obsessed with. They get all the work done and then they're like, okay, you know, we did do some sketchy stuff, but here's the file. So it looks like they're being honest. Like, do you think that's a part of like their ploy or like their plan? Give me an example. I don't well, know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not following. I just typed in CIA in the media and Wikipedia comes up with Operation Mockingbird. And it says an alleged large scale program that began in the early Cold War to attempt to manipulate domestic American news media organizations for propaganda purposes. And that is true. That 100% happened. But y'all, y'all think it's still happening. Oh. Today, yes, 110%. Yes. Why is it every time that there's a <clears throat> crazy thing happens, somebody on the left is that like in a courtroom somewhere, like testifying against something bad that they did? Sorry, Gary, I muted you. No, no. But I think it's, I think, I think it's more the point of how they they keep you interested in the subject and it's right under your nose that like it's going on so like whatever happens in those national parks or in any kind of like big event to where the government is intervening or doing something or making some progress or testing things and then it comes out after like to me they were already done so then they declassified all that stuff about those guys testifying what 35 years ago but it's already been done so it's one of those things they feel like they're being honest with you. So you trust them and you read through it. You're like, okay, it wasn't that bad. And obviously they're leaving out details. Like they're leaving out the, like the meat and potatoes of what's been done. But like, I think that that happens constantly. Oh. Like you, 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 you can go with any current social issue. And there's been some big ones that have happened in the past two years. And you constantly see this. Well, they're, they're, they're basically just either shaping us to get to or they're shaping us to believe in something. And then 10 years down the road, they're going to come out and say, yeah, we kind of get, we kind of screwed you guys over with how we handled the pandemic or it was a test for this, this, and this. Like, I just feel like it's all a, it's all what they want you to do. Like what Garrett was talking about, like the government wants to get your mind made up on something and then whatever they decide to roll out as the truth. It's like, well, I've already got you so far down this path that it doesn't really care what we actually did because we got you to believe this, this, and this, and then we just move on. Like, I feel like that's just kind of the natural progression. For anybody of, that doesn't agree with that, they just cancel you. So. Exactly. Yeah, and this is so this is an, a real term inside the CIA. It's called a false flag operation. Mm -hmm. So they literally conjure up and create this situation that's not necessarily true. They give you a preference of how they want you to perceive it and they run with it. Well, I think and we see that a lot with like whenever <laughs> the I think we look at it like race right now, not to go like too heavy, like. The, the way the, the race divide right now is, like, if you watch any Fox News, CNN, ABC, whatever, it's like the black people and the white people are just, like, at each other's throats. But then you go into public or you go places and you don't see that it's at all. Not, like, like the news all. media is portraying this, but the divide there and the hatred for each other, unless I'm not seeing it, is not there like it is on the news. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the name of the game and control is you create a problem between the group of people that you're trying to control and then get them to the point where 
they don't know why they hate each other, but they hate each other so much that now they have to turn to another entity, which is the government or it's the media or it's the news or something the like Hatfields that. Hatfields and McCoys they just fight because they fight. They don't. That's all it is. That's all it is. Like people don't understand why, but they see and they're conditioned to see the things that they think are going on in their own town, you know, right next door to them. And then they fight for a cause. It's not even, you know, it's not even the real problem. It's not even a real cause they're fighting for. So what you're saying is the men in black are real. It's the aliens and the CIA are working together <laughs> and they have the little, the little mm-hmm. far. The, the, <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't remember what you did. Will Smith. Dude, slap Chris Rock. But so that was something that, and that this again, this was in this documentary they talked about. The CIA did a bunch of studies, a whole bunch of them, a bunch of them that we still don't know about that are still classified from a hundred years ago. But they found the absolute best way to hide something from somebody was to literally hide it in front of your face. And they, yeah. and they brought Hollywood into it a lot. So. All the the crazy things that you see, maybe not to the extreme of some of the movies, but a portion of that could be true because that's their goal is to hide it in front of you in plain sight. Hmm. And almost, so, almost make a joke out of it. So they're like, you guys really believe this? Like you yes, really exactly people getting beamed out of the sky. But in all reality, they're like, well, if we just twist it into like this, like cartoonish fantasy, then it doesn't seem as real. Like, that's make it seem so like the point I have later about the other so one. Like grooming and like yeah. grooming you to the situation to where like, oh, that's what it is, man. Exactly. 100%. Like, yeah. I, I know. Make it I just know. seem like you have to be a crackpot to believe that. Like, exactly. For real. Or, or they just like blow it up. Like it, it, it's just so blown out of proportion as far as what you think is really going on. They're like, how can you look up in the sky and see this ship that's as big as a football field when in all reality, like it's not even close to that. There's like very minute instances of that. So here's another quote. This one's kind of long, but this is a quote from that documentary. Um, it says, if something was to happen, the intelligence agencies would create a false flag, false flag operation by attacking ourselves to unite the nation. They have done it before in Vietnam and with Saddam Hussein with the weapons of mass destruction. Warner Von Braun admitted on his deathbed that there is already a false flag operation in place with reverse engineered spacecraft. Got away to the deathbed, man. Talking specifically about UFOs, that they have a false flag operation. And the way I took that is they're going to take those reverse engineered spacecraft, quote unquote, UFOs will attack us, and in reality, it would be us attacking ourselves in the reverse-engineered spacecraft, causing hysteria. I mean, see where I'm going with that? That was that, that was what I wanted you to keep going on, because obviously, as people are already going to be able to tell, not even barely in its podcast, Garrett, is, Garrett has done his research, no doubt. Yeah, it's, yeah. But where do you where do you think it goes? Like, what's the What's the end game of what they find? Like, I, I want you going because you know you went down the rabbit hole. You know you were thinking ten different things. Oh, so this is going to family's tie been in. neglected. <laughs> what? No, it was just me and the boys today. Katie went to a baby shower, so it was just nice. me and the boys. So yeah. you're like, hey, boys, check this out. Yes, hundred percent. We're all going to get attacked by UFOs soon. <laughs> want to see a dead body? <laughs> Have fun at school, guys. Go tell your friends. Yeah. No, so for everybody that watched. The podcast from last week, the two that we hit on were 
UFO sightings, abductions, whatever, in state parks. And number two was the Illuminati and government. So if you have reversed engineered spacecraft and you attack Earth and you unite the world to create a one government system, who does that sound like? The Illuminati. No doubt. Light bulb. Light bulb. I feel like I feel like at this point, even if you're not a conspiracy theorist, like if you think you're a semi-logical person and you don't think that there's some kind of Illuminati type like system trying to develop, you you're an idiot. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, you are an absolute before. Well, I'm just gonna to throw this out there. Maybe they already did with Marvel and that is Hydra and they're just like, you know, getting yourself in hiding it in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight, and then yep. and then almost making it seem like no, 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 that's crazy. Like the Germans were crazy, what they were trying to do. Like Russia is crazy. Look what they're trying to do. China is crazy. Look what they're trying to do. But then the it's US like is crazy. Look what we're trying to do. At the same time, you give this is what we talked about this first time when we were trying to go down like rabbit holes and stuff. You give someone a sliver of what they think is significantly more freedom than a country like that, and then you can hide it right under our nose. Okay, well. People, people in Russia can't turn on Nickelodeon or they, they don't have the dish NHL package or anything like that. But in all reality, not when, when all, when, when all, when all <laughs> crap hits the fan, do we, and then they take a little bit more from us and a little bit more from us and a little bit more from us. Like what really separates us from those countries? Yes. Like yeah. AK when there's a global pandemic and then you're technically not allowed to leave and nobody really told you, but you saw on the TV that you're going to kill people if you go to the supermarket. And they didn't have to use any force. That was the force was the TV screen. Yeah, they true. said, don't be a killer. Don't go out there. Don't do anything stupid. And you believed it. And nobody had to use any force to do it. That might be scarier than someone showing up to your door and saying, if you walk out of here, we're going to shoot you. Yeah, it's hiding in plain sight. I can't tell you how many times they said that. Like they were like hiding yeah. in plain sight. Like it's pay true, attention man. to this, please. It's true. Um, and it, and it, and it, it almost makes you think too, like obviously the, the, the funniest one that people play on the most is the Denver airport about all that stuff that's yeah, in the, there yeah. and how they like, anytime there's construction, they'll put up a wall and they say, what are we building with like lizard people right there? And that's almost like the biggest middle finger that the government can. And I know I, I hate to bounce around and stuff, but like, I feel like, like you said, like that is the easiest way to make people feel almost dumb for believing that there's something crazy going on. Like, it's almost like they spin it around and say, look at you. Like, you look so dumb. Like, you think Will Smith is going around, you know. So I, I wanted to bring up the Illuminati thing, and I actually wanted to tie them together. Wait, can we go back? Yes. Yes. Do we think that there's alien abductions in state yeah, yeah. We did, did kind of – we did start there. Yeah, and so, just, no, that's – that, that's what I said at the beginning is I, I did a little, I was doing my research on that in the beginning. And then this docu, they don't care about anything. They happen everywhere. It's not specifically state parks. Now there yeah. is people that say that, but I can tell you in both of these, the four hours of documentaries that I watched, there was not <laughs> one report of specifically somebody being inside of a state park. PhD Gary yeah. Carter on the case. I guess, yeah, so going back to the state parks thing, there are sightings, but again, in the four hours of documentaries that I watched today, there was not one instance of alien abductions or sightings or anything to do with aliens inside of state parks. That was not something that was brought up. Let me all. tell you about the one I found. Ooh, Ooh. come on. There come was on. this family camping at 
a national park. National? And they were camp... A what? <laughs> I was going to say state, but it's bigger. <laughs> oh, they, they were way bigger huge. Than it's huge. Huge. It's the biggest... <laughs> it's, it's the biggest national park in the nation. Um, so this three-year-old was camping with his family near this like river in a national park. And he went missing for hours. So hours went by. They finally called the park services and they found the kids sitting under a tree. And they're like, he didn't know how long he'd been gone. He didn't have any stories. He didn't talk for like three weeks. Then he went to his grandma's house and he told her, he was like, grandma, oh gosh, I didn't write it down. He's like, grandma, I went somewhere with somebody. They looked like you. They had your hair. I read sounded like you. And he took me into a cave or she took me into a cave with purses, guns, and other robots. And they said, he like... I'm your grandma, Grandma Cabby, I think was the name. Mm-hmm. And remember this, I'm going to take you back to your parents and then tell my story. So this three-year-old went back, got picked up by his parents, and the grandma thought it was weird because the previous year, she was at the same state park, woke up outside of her tent, face down with like a puncture in her neck. And her friend had the same puncture mark, and they think that that puncture mark was either cloning her or making it seem like they've been tracking this family and they're going after this kid. So they were playing the long game to clone Granny so he could trick this kid into getting abducted to go on and tell the story for the future of what they're going to do to this kid. The dude yeah. had long hair and was smoking on YouTube, but it sounded legit to me. <laughs> dude, this is it real. like he really knew what was going on. Bro, there was a forest and a stream. That is, that is the odd part are not necessarily the people that disappear or died or that they never find. It's the people they do find is that's where it gets a little weird is because most of them are almost like they're so disoriented that they feel like not just a traumatic event happened to them. Like it's not like a bear attack. There's no markings like their, their, their clothes are perfectly intact. It's almost like they got picked up and thrown like 12 miles away. And then they just like land. That's exactly so for me, what I was going to say. That's the only thing that kind of like got me, like caught me off guard were the people that survived those things, like whatever happened to them. And it was unlike anything they've ever seen as far as like we've seen people that have, you know, fell in the river and went downstream. Or we've seen people that have been attacked by like a mountain lion or a bear. And they were like, they didn't act like that. There was no, there were, there were no injuries. Their clothes hadn't sustained any damage. Like they were, it, it's almost like they fell asleep and they woke up and it was like something weird happened, but they couldn't explain. And then Garrett, you opened up with how, or Garrett Colin, y'all were opening up with how they didn't track them very well, which I think is also very odd that there's not a system of following these people. Like, regardless, like people are going to go to national parks and they understand that there's just inherent risks that you take. Like, it's not like going on a roller coaster. It's like, well, you know, three out of four people die when they get on this one. So go get them. You know, it's like, yeah. that's, that's, that's information that you would be comfortable disclosing to someone like, Hey, watch out, idiot. Like there's a bunch of grizzly bears here and stuff. But the fact that there's not a very good tracking system to find out what happens to these people, like that's kind of like a red flag in itself to me, because I feel like, like you pride yourself on having these awesome, beautiful national parks that like, please come stay enjoy the resources of them. And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people that go missing. And then they're just like, ah, well, you know, 
It happens. So I think I think that's the only red flag I found from all the things that I was looking up or all the stories of the people that they actually found that survived. And then the fact that they don't really keep accurate records, like there's a lot of cold cases that they kind of just put away and they semi know the people. They got a couple of reports that they're missing, but like nobody actively goes to like search for them. I but guess. I think along your point, I like a lot of the story, I wrote this down, like people will be found at really elevated surfaces that you can't hike to without yeah. like evidence that like on their clothes or physical marks that an animal drug them up there or anything like they don't know how they got up there or adults will be found with no recollection of how much time had passed. But kids often share stories of like they saw a giant or they saw an animal that talked to them and brought them somewhere or a family member that wasn't actually on the trip. Like there's a lot of these repetitive stories. Yes. And kids have imaginations, but for all of these unrelated to kids to be telling the same stories, that's where I thought it was fascinating. Because I mean, that that's the key to finding a lie. It's why they like separate two people and try to ask them about their alibi. They're looking for one thing that doesn't match up. And like kids who obviously have never had the chance to talk to each other, they probably don't even know that they're survivors of these events. And they tell the exact same stories with the exact same structure, like loco. For someone that young, they don't, they're not going to comprehend the situation. No, right. no, no, no. They're they going to tell what that, they remember. Yes. yes. They, they don't know, well, this probably happened to a kid. And so let's just tell the story and try to make it up because I read this on the internet. Like, I, I don't think there's any, like you said, I don't think there's any comprehension of kids. And, and it's definitely not a plan. Like, there's not some, like, intricate plan of these seven-year-olds that go to the Unless state. Unless the kids, after they inside. get found, come inside, inside. And they're inside. like, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you got drug off by Barney. Guys, once all- again, we just defeated our we just had a call in moment. We just defeated our own argument. We're trying to find these we're trying to find these rabbit holes and we just proved ourselves wrong. <laughs> we just- well, every time we look into a conspiracy, we're like, oh, this isn't true. Like it's fun to believe. And then we actually do like Garrett watches four hours of documentaries. It's like, oh, this doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe conspiracies aren't real. But we're just But that's the end of the you, podcast, folks. If you yeah. if you think about it like Obviously, like what ninety seven, ninety percent of the ocean is unexplored. Like, how yes. many people have seen every inch of some of those national parks? Like, and we're still finding these species of like fish and like bottom feeders that blow our minds like genetically. Like, there's there's got to be some type of animal out there that like that's that's got to account for some things that it comes across. Like, it's something that we've never had to account for at all, and it's probably ripping people to shreds, or it can, it's some like weird hybrid, I don't know. Werewolf. But then, then, yeah, but then it started getting to like Bigfoot and stuff, and I was like, I don't know if there's necessarily a Bigfoot, but like, I don't know. Me and, uh, and I don't think there's a Bigfoot? Yosemite uh, a couple years back, and we met a park uh, manager there that had been working there for like 56 years, and he said that there's, he still hasn't seen all of Yosemite. I mean, there's got to be some crazy stuff out there, right? Like, just like we're still finding, like, really creepy-looking stuff at the bottom of the ocean. Like, there's got to be stuff out there that's hidden that does not want to be found and is trying really, really hard not to find anything. You would think. I don't know. Yeah, there's, it just wouldn't make sense if there wasn't. Yeah. But but I, I was kind of on your train calling, like, or calling or get. Yeah, I don't know. I keep forgetting who makes what points, but, like, we looked the I same. Think it, the same I didn't right? think. I didn't think it all came down. Like I didn't think it was specifically alien abductions. Like I think there's probably some creepy stuff that goes out there. Just like I'm, I'm sure if you dive down twenty thousand feet in the ocean, you're probably going to find some really, really creepy stuff that 
is going to do some sketchy stuff. But yeah. then well, we I can... thought about it as it, it's the perfect place to hide like another Area 51. Like all that stuff Garrett was talking about, like that would be the perfect place to clear out, build something that nobody would be able to fly over. Nobody would be able to take pictures of like maybe you want something in plain sight and then maybe you want something that's not even close to being in plain sight. That's that. That was kind of my other theories. Maybe there's something hidden out there where like we've got all that technology. We've kind of we've kind of gotten it and we know that we can basically get, you know, free test dummies if there's somebody out there hiking, getting lost or looking for something. That's where my point was going to go. And we can edit this if we think it's too deep, but like all the people getting kidnapped and all the kids getting kidnapped, like if you know that this is a thing that nobody's going to follow up on, like I think one of the biggest problems in the world right now is human trafficking, right? No like doubt. People, people are stealing people and sending them as slaves, whether it be work, sex, whatever. And if you know that you have this area that people aren't going to investigate missing people or they will, but not thoroughly where they report on it. Do you think like people are getting stolen at these places? Like people are living there because like Cody said, he's been living there for 56 years and hasn't explored it all. They know these spots where people go and they live there just to get in the human trafficking. And so if you haven't it, seen it yet, there's a TV show called big sky about big sky, Montana. I've seen, oh yeah, uh, like, is it good? Clips of it, but I hadn't. Seen it. Intense, really. It, it's it, good? it hits. It's obviously it's just a TV show, but it hits on that exact same point. Going, going really? to areas, and some of the areas are in plain sight, but going to areas that a lot of people don't go to, kidnapping people, and they disappear without a trace. Yeah, Never I mean, be seen again. There's kind, there's kind of a built-in alibi. It's like, wow, well, you know. It's probably somebody scaling a rock or somebody got off the wrong trail. Like it's just such an easy got way eaten. to say, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it kinda, yeah, that kind of, kind of makes sense when we think about it. It's wild. Yeah. But, um, is, so I'd have, I've got, that's really the, the biggest points that I took from the research I did. I've got all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so I want to jump in so that, I mean, I kind of like this, like, obviously you're freaking leading the way, Garrett. So well, I've you, got you two. On the next one, we can piggyback. I've got transition. a really, I've got a really interesting one, and then we can transition. Um, yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> not quite. She was much prettier and a woman. Uh, but Marilyn Monroe did not die from a drug overdose. So, I know nothing about her, so you can educate me. So apparently, she. I mean, you know who Marilyn Monroe is. Yeah, the great skirt goes in the air. Ooh, look at me, girl. The one and only Marilyn Monroe. Uh, the. the tabloids and media reported, and if you look it up now, it still says she died from a drug overdose. Yep. Uh, this was an actual uh, CIA report that became unclassified about her death. Um, and this is the day before she was found dead. So August 3rd, 1962, the quote-unquote virtual death warrant was issued for Marilyn Monroe. She was having a relationship with, at the time, was the Attorney General, Bobby Kennedy, and his brother, Jack Johnny. Kennedy, Mr. President. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she, apparently she had, she would always hang out with them together. So they were they were in it to win it. Mm -hmm. There's a crowd. For whatever reason, I guess they opened up to her about a bunch of random stuff, but... Uh, Jack, or I'll just JFK, JFK mm -hmm. ended up telling her 
that there was a secret air base that its sole purpose was to inspect things from outer space. When she took that news, she immediately turned around and went to, uh, uh, there was this famous woman reporter that was reporting on Area 51 at the time. Well, she started talking to her and then Snitches, both Snitches. the brothers found out she started talking to her. Yeah, well, and then the, both the brothers found out she was talking to her. And the very, after the day after this report was issued, she was found dead from a quote unquote drug overdose. Wow. Oh, and that's, that's tampering. Yeah, and that's released on a CIA document, unclassified. It Jamie. Was, Previous cap classified. Hold Silly up. me thinking I was um, never going to learn something on this damn podcast. First, it. it was broccoli. Wasn't Hear it? Uh, broccoli is human made. Broccoli's man made. You know, freaking Marilyn Monroe was assassinated <laughs> by JFK. <laughs> yeah. Garrett, Garrett will inspire you to look up some things that will change your life. Yeah. Or they'll just catch you soft guard. You're like, what the heck? And then I got in a rabbit hole about that broccoli thing. And then I looked oh, up how you look. Oh, man. It's like, holy cow. The next yeah, he's day, lie. I had a conversation with my doctor that I have, and like he couldn't believe it. And like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm smarter than you, Marvin. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was probably one of the most interesting ones at the end where they started talking about Marilyn Monroe because I knew she had a was having an affair with JFK. Yes. I didn't know she was also sleeping with his brother too. Which I mean, damn it, I, Bob, I, I didn't know that either. I knew I knew about the JFK <laughs> thing, and then obviously he knew some stuff. He yeah. knew he knew some stuff, and he was about he was about to spill the beans and really go against the grain, and that's why he took him out. I, I agree with that. Oh yeah, dude that that could he be had. Lot. They had like seven of his speeches at seven different locations, and every single one of them were about exploring space and trying yeah. to move forward as a you know pro- being progressive and moving forward in technology and stuff like that. Not being a puppet is what he was doing. Yeah. Wasn't going with their agenda. I love it. Yeah, Space Force. Thought, keep yeah. it, keep it, keep it going. Keep it going, Garrett. Okay, I've got a bunch more. You are. <laughs> I mean, why not, dude? Like, uh, you literally, you literally showed us how much, like, how many notes you have. Yeah, it's you go, pages. you go, and then we can just dive in. Um, there is a gentleman by the name of Richard Dotty. He is a part of the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. He says, "Time to be real." What? What are you doing? I froze. It's time to be real. Yeah, but he says there is a team, a specialized team that has access to something similar to the reverse-engineered UFOs, and they stage these quote-unquote abductions, and they get. The way he said it, it was it sounded really stupid. But they they hire people that have really weird and natural are born with really weird natural deformities, like their faces are oblong. They have weird hands or arms to make them seem more quote unquote alien. Go to the circus. So they will stage these abductions, abduct people, and then present to them the agenda that they're that they want them to go with and then give them back. And then you have this alien abduction that happened where they talk to these aliens and they give these reports. The, the one that he pointed out the most is it wasn't George Bush senior directly himself. It was one of his constituents 
they were about to release a bunch of UFO stuff. Well, they staged this abduction to his constituent and George Bush senior saw how terrified and scared he was with it, that they canceled the press conference and, and decided not to release any of it. When you scare guy at that level, knowing what he's probably been told and what he's been shown. Yeah. He was the director of the CIA at the time. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. But as, and then after that, once they, once they canceled everything, I think, I believe it was Jimmy Carter, his first year in, and it was a senior's last year as CIA director. He refused to give Jimmy Carter any information about UFOs. It was on a need to know basis. And Jimmy Carter did not need to know. Did not need to know at that minute. <laughs> like, well, and the, the point that they kept making is the president nine times out of 10, isn't in a need to know basis. Cause they're a temporary employee. Ah, that's nuts, man. Like, that crazy? It's, like there's probably it's stuff genius, that we'll still though, always like, under his genius. Nose. If you really think about it though, it is. That's literally he, he how you would play like, it. He looks like such the head of power. Like he looks like everything goes through the president or the queen or whoever it is. But in all reality, it's like, no, 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 no. That's just the face we show you with makeup on, on the TV. Like you mm-hmm. have no idea. Like the people yeah, that really pull strings and have all the control are not yeah. those guys. Yeah. The fun, the, the coolest one I've done, um, I knew, I heard about this back in, I think it was 2014 when I was in South Korea, when it first started coming out. But there's, you know who Lockheed Martin is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The design aircraft. Well, there's a division of Lockheed Market called Skunk Works. Have y'all ever heard of that? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. So that's a specialized division in, I'm in, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct, in reverse engineering UFOs. On it. Like, like that is their purpose. You're, and they you're do like, these, uh, I believe they designed uh, part of the SR-71. What'd you call it? Skunk what? Skunk Works. It's called Lockheed Martin Skunk Works. On it. Really, in the meantime, I wonder if Bob Lazar, like, read those documents that came out of the CIA, and he was like, yeah, duh. That's like, what I've you guys were calling me about crazy about for, like, 27 years. Yeah. I've but he was so, he was just story. so nonchalant about it. Like he went on every single show, told the same story, went on every single podcast, told the same story, went on every single movie, told the same story, and everybody's like, "Shut your mouth!" Like you're just crazy. And I'm, dude. I'm sure they used him too. They're like, "Oh, that's the guy you want to side with?" Exactly. The guy who talks about seeing those cuckoo aliens and going over this mountain and seeing these spaceships like hover up in the air, not recognizing the technology, yeah. even though he was an aerospace engineer. But I th- and I think that he got so much publicity that if he was to disappear people would ask questions oh and i for think sure. that's why and i, I think and that's I why think, he didn't i think that's why he knew he was almost playing the system because it's like if you're yeah. gonna use me and then i disappear then people are gonna be like okay well then if you thought he was such a loony then why did he die of a sudden heart condition or why yeah. did he drive off the side of the cliff in california like Colin, what do you got you found anything yet yeah you look uh he looks you, you look very there. surprised you almost look scared no it looks like Lock, the Skunk Works is a – it does a lot of, like, spy planes and secret aerial intelligence to spy. It says 85% oh. of the work that they do is classified, and we can't tell you what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to um, – this says four declassified facts about Lockheed Martin's Skunk Works. 
And it's mostly about they built the world's first spy plane. The SR-71 could outrun missiles. Um, They did a lot of manned and unmanned drones. um, And they have a lot of spy planes that nobody knows about that are always just up. You can classify and exec in uh, secrecy to protect our national security and, sir, our armed forces maintain an edge over any threat. Any threat, a.k.a. Brittany Griner. Yeah, Brittany Griner. Hey, one one pivot story just about that, which I think is so funny. And this just tells you, like, like the whole need-to-know basis and that certain people have no idea – so there's a coach on our staff that was a helicopter pilot. He was a he was a Black Hawk pilot, and he was over in Black Afghanistan whenever, whenever whenever the Osama bin Laden thing happened, and they found him, and they flew in on those new helicopters that basically nobody knew about until they were until about 30 minutes before they were getting briefed and they were going to hop on there. He was at the base that they took off from, and he had no idea about it. He is one of the best helicopter pilots in the world. And he was asking this guy about what the helicopter was, and he was like, "You've never seen it, trust me." He goes, "But I'm responsible for like, like he like he's got pictures. Like he was taking like American and Iraqi forces like together to go fight like in some of the like the heavily hev- heaviest guarded areas, and he had no idea what they were doing that night, the technology they were in, what those helicopters can do. And at some point, and he he even talked to a guy that knew one of the guys that was flying it." And that guy was basically briefed how to fly that helicopter like 45 minutes before they took off. Yeah. That is nuts. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's so here. Now that we know about skunk works and how they're being super cool and letting us know 15% of what really goes on with it. Yes. They only tell us 15%. That's 85%. Holy cow. That's unbelievable. Like the fact that they put that on their website is just like ridiculous. Like they could have just like not said that. They just like hiding in plain sight. You're like 85% of the shit we do. We can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And none of you are going to get mad about that. So we'll give yeah. you this 15% and just tell you to shut up. I just think of like when you would ask your parents when you were little, you'd ask a question and they'd be like, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. But it, like now when I tell the kids at school, don't worry about it. I'm don't full walk. of crap. <laughs> were my parents full of crap? Is Lockheed Martin full of crap when they say don't worry about it? Like when Everybody's we ask questions, they're like, you don't need to know. Yeah, or is it like because like, you don't have an answer, or because yeah. you're doing some shady stuff. Yeah, both are, are not you, okay. Are you giving me fifteen percent on purpose? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, is this, is are, you me? <laughs> are you Geico? Are you Geico? Okay, do it, baby. Let's hear it. What's up All next? Right. We'll keep going. Um, next chapter. So, towards the end of Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Uh, Dr. Greer goes into this part where they're actually contacting on a regular basis these UFOs. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ameri- like we are not yes. we. We're in a computer. People. Like Americans are contacting UFOs. And people all over the world. Oh. oh. So Team I member. went. I went so deep. I paid nine dollars and ninety nine cents to figure out to figure out what this was really about. Don't worry, uh, I've spent money called, to prove a point. Lies. It's called. 
It's called CE5 Contact. And it goes into... Let's back up. When he was like 17 or something like that, he had this life or death or this near-death experience or whatever, and he was contacted by these aliens, and that's how his career started. He was doing all that kind of stuff. Not a Um, bad start. Did you just confirm that aliens are real in a sentence? That's it. No. We're done. That's it. See you guys next week. We'll see you next week. I just made me feel stupid for talking (laughs) about national parks, and you're like, well, this guy talked to an alien when he was 15, and this is where (laughs) his career took off. Next week. Yeah. Well, no. So he, his career wasn't about this. He just dove into it because just chatted. Yeah. Whenever he was contacted by him, he something meditation. I haven't dove into it yet, but there's a whole thing about you can do this and there's certain things that you can do as far as spiritual. I don't know. Hey, haven't dove into it. Yeah. He does a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. So he, oh man, this, it, it, it went so far left. It really did. And um, let's go. So I looked up this guy, I looked up Stephen Greer. So this guy, he almost lost all credibility. He had Logan Paul in this fucking documentary. Oh, you talking about MMA fighter? No, Logan that's Paul? Jake Paul, baby. No, yeah, he was on Impulsive, which is Logan Paul's podcast. Yeah, podcast. I don't know. It was as soon as I saw him, I was like, "This is, obviously this documentary is not real. All of this is fake." <laughs> but, but I looked him up. He's he's the he really is the real deal. He's been doing this his whole life. Uh, he has done briefings for the CIA on. UFOs and sightings, all that kind of stuff. And it's documented everywhere. He's got access to all the classified or used to be classified documents that have become unclassified. Mm. Uh, He's got a lot of credibility, which almost got destroyed because he put Logan Paul in this fucking documentary. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. Like, I think people that go on like Joe Rogan, who's the number one podcast in the world, don't necessarily like him, but they know people are going to listen. Right? Like, same thing with Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whatever one you mentioned. Like, so many people <laughs> tune in and watch him. It's probably a great platform to get his yeah, message Logan out. Paul right? Like, whenever. Correct. Yeah. They do have a bunch of people. Following. Yeah. Oh, like, just being in that space, there's going to be 10 million people plus that are going to listen to you. Yeah. Like, when Mackenzie comes on here, um, her rep is going to go up because she's going to get to talk about. This there's going to be people. In, there's going to be people in Indonesia that's going to find out what's happened over here in the U.S. of A. Baby. So okay, go on, Garrett. Okay, Jake Paul. But the the reason why I was going into that spir- spiritual side is the CIA did experiments in this from the 70s to the 90s about spiritual awareness and spiritual being and contacting, being able to use that to contact. I'm just going to call them unidentified beings from other universes and this is yeah so this is a fact this is from 1972 to 1995 there's a guy by the name of dr russell targ he did research on spiritual development at stanford research institute it was funded by the cia and it was known as the psychic espionage program mr targ <laughs> Oh, man. Colin, did you shit yourself? 
Go on. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, anyways, this this spiritual Mr. Doctor Doctor Russell, Doctor Russell, dude. I'm gonna show you this guy. I'm gonna show you this guy, and you're gonna freaking lose it, Colin. Oh, I'm looking at it. (laughs) You, you did. Okay, this is so. Everybody that's watching. Everybody is about to – Colin is about to shit himself. If people aren't, you just close your eyes and think about the funniest-looking human being you could. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Could you see our picture of just – Dude, he has a cat. <laughs> Yeah, he's, oh, uh, no. he's a very strange looking dude. Dude, he looks fake. Dude, yeah. That looks very fake. Botox. He looks like an alien. He looks like an alien. Yeah. Botox and, and static electricity are just flowing through his veins. Go to right that now. black and white one at the bottom. He looks like, like yeah. Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah, he looks like more like a yeah. Jonah Hill. More of a more more of a Jonah Hill for sure. Yeah. Look, he's got a picture of Albert Einstein in the background right there. Dude, that uh, picture looks better than that guy. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Albert Albert looks like he's Woo! there. He worked electro-optics for a senior staff scientist at Lockheed Missiles and Space Company. So that was his job. That was his real job. He worked for Lockheed Martin. That's how it ties well, it all in. It, like, it, it, it really oh, sorry, sorry. Go on, here. Space Company? Like, they're not even trying to hire <laughs> Yeah, no, they're not. It, it's literally hidden in plain sight. Yeah, you know, we've said it this whole time. So, yeah, his – go back. His real job was working for Lockheed Martin. He did this research study for the CIA from 1972 to 1995. And so the CIA called this the Psychic, Psychic Espionage Program, and it was to try to spiritually collect information – on what other people were doing and predict what they were going to do. And this is, this is the weirdest part of the whole thing. So they say spiritually, they started predicting stock market changes. I don't know what spiritually means, but they were predicting, yeah, they were spiritually predicting the stock market or whatever in nine weeks from spiritually predicting the stock market, they made one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Bro, I just spiritually thought you could do way better on the stock market. I just spiritually in thought the seventies they go up, you know. Oh, in the seventies, Colin, you can do better. Well, I was I was not even a thought, but I guess that's with inflation and the yeah. daylight savings. They probably made out like bandits in nineteen seventy two. Yeah, <laughs> daylight so, savings. And another word, another way I'm tying this in: the CIA has unclassified documents that are buried, yeah. and I emphasize buried about spiritual awareness and people being people that can control that. They consider them a national threat. That's crazy. I am not kidding you. So, and it goes into so this Dr. Stephen Greer, he. And that's why I downloaded this app because I wanted to see what it was about. 
he has gotten death threats from high-ranking intelligence agency officials, high-ranking military officials about this spiritual awareness thing. Like, why are you teaching people this? You need to stop teaching them this because what he said they were scared of, if you get enough people, it'll create enough unknown power that they can't take control of. And that's what they think is the threat is they will, the group of people that has this spiritual awareness and is able to contact, you know, these outer otherworldly beings and talk to them and communicate. They don't have control over that. And that's what they're scared of. Jeez. And I'm telling you, it went after the first hour and a half, it went so far left. It was just that's, and I stopped taking notes, but that was the last note I took before it went like way off in cuckoo freaking left field at cuckoo bill. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's the most dangerous part about like, you can start about how Skittles changed your DNA. And then now you're down in this rabbit hole about 15% of this company sharing with you what you need to know. Yeah. You're right. It's a need to know basis and you don't need to know. Yeah. But that's, I definitely don't need to know. There's, a, there's always like these, it's always like this double-edged sword that you talk about because like they keep it in plain sight, but it's like in all reality, what do they want you to know? Yeah. It's that you'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. All right. This is the last note I have. Um, and it's, and it's more on the consciousness being aware or whatever. Uh, y'all ever heard of the random number generators? Yes. Our on random the internet? Number, like uh, quantum computers, the random number computers, something to do with that. Oh, well, yeah, uh, that they like. They can they predict can things. Predict. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a real thing. Um, I looked it up. Uh, the, have, movie, the movie Salt is that. Correct. So I know we're not allowed to show much without being monetized or whatever you want to call it, but it's called the Global Consciousness Project. It's on Princeton's website. I'm going to share the front screen with y'all, and y'all can look it up on your Global own time. What? Project. It's meaningful correlation and random data, but it, it goes on about what they're about, what they do. Um, I don't really think it goes into how it works or anything like that, but um, yeah, that's it. The the ones that they brought up inside of this documentary was during I'm gonna call them wor uh, worldly events like uh, when Francis the two that they the two biggest ones they brought up that I recognized immediately immediately was when Pr Princess Diana died and 9/11 mm -hmm. these computers became less random and more coherent about what was going on and what was happening during those large worldly events because of the something to do with the global consciousness as everybody has the same emotion or again this was so far left but and i don't fully comprehend it or understand it but something to do with everybody's on the same page emotionally and spiritually that it creates this thing that computers are able to recognize and sense. It's like from that's what I, I know about it. it. It's like 
it identifies or reiterates that the world that we see is a simulation, right? It's, it's this data that's being put in and it'll predict on this day, something will happen and the universe is in control of it. Not the people doing the computers. They have, it's not a manpower. It's just the algorithm that's going through. Yeah. It's not telling you what's happening. It's just saying, Hey, there, there's something could happen during this time period. Correct. Like yeah. interesting. the movie, the movie yeah. salt is, have y'all seen salt? Yeah. but I'm trying um, to I, I don't think so. It, it predicts it pre- like there's these assassins, if you yeah. will. And, and this binding, yes. And this binding predicts numbers. And when it predicts it, when it finally like pushes out the numbers, it tells you like who the assassins have to That's go kill. Salt. And That's, it's like, uh, Angelina Jolie's in that movie, but it's the one where they, they curve the bullet. Wanted. wanted. No, I wanted. That's what wanted. it was. Like, yeah. Not salt. <laughs> wanted. Gotcha. They, they, predicts the number of who needs to die and then the person that they go kill has done some just like outrageously bad crime where like yeah. it's never given somebody that doesn't need that retribution or something and that's the same yeah, thing you're yeah, yeah. talking about is like the randomness if you will of these numbers is random to us but in the big scheme of the world or whoever's can outside the world with the emotional yeah. standards that he's talking about it's like very much intentional of what's going to happen. Yeah. Cause that, yeah. cause that's what happens at the end of the movie, right? Like it gets like the big boss and they have to go like kill the guy because yes. like it had gotten to the point where like he tried to like almost beat the system. No, he was and manufacturing had to like his own everything. numbers to suit his own game. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what it was. That's what like it was. He yeah. wasn't listening yeah. to the system back. anymore because if he were to listen to the system, all of his assassins would have gotten killed. <laughs> so he started yeah. manipulating so he, worlds and stuff. He would kind of pick and choose what they were going to yeah. go after. Dang yeah. So that Brady. was that was the uh, yeah exactly Morgan. Um, it's the worst. Freeman. So those were my. I really. I'm gonna dive in balls deep into this CE5 contacting. I paid ten bucks for it, so I'm I'm gonna use the crap out of it. Uh, I really want to understand and comprehend this consciousness thing because that so at the end of the document that's what he was doing he's getting these groups of people together there's tens of thousands of them they do this uh meditation they all get on the same page so we're on the same emotion and they have these ufo encounters is how that ties back into the ufos but they have these encounters and it's on film they've got it on record they've got ir cameras they can see the thing showing up and reaching out to them, you know, giving them signs, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's part of being self-aware and conscience or cautious conscience. And I guess being able to control that, I don't, again, I didn't, I don't, it was, it went so far left. I, I, I stopped taking notes and stopped paying attention because it was too far out there. You're about the same. the best. Ten dollars yeah, description of your life, right there. Yeah. Well, at the same time, though, it's so far left. Why is it so far left? That's the question I asked myself, and I was like, "Well, that's because I've always been told that's so far left, and that's why I did it because I've always been told that that's the weird, like this is weird. This is not something that normal people do, but that's a, that's what it's about. The 
the propaganda, quote unquote, the propaganda machine yep. is pumped that out to tell me that that is weird. That's why I think it's weird is because I've always been told that's weird, not because and, I've actually looked into it. In Pirates of the Caribbean, there was a part where they're talking to Jack Sparrow and they're like, we've all heard stories our whole life about how your whole crew got destroyed. And he was like, then where do the stories come from? And that's kind of like the same thing. Like we hear all the stuff that are so far left, but someone had to have seen something or like heard a conversation or something to make those stories either spark up into an imagination or get probably misconstrued and out of hand, but something factual had to probably start it. Right. Yes. And that's That's kind of what I ask myself is like, why am I saying this is weird or why am I no longer wanting to watch this because this is abnormal? Well, it's because I've always been told that's abnormal. Why not just continue to do this and see what happens, how it unfolds. And then to make it even weirder uh, with that Stephen Greer dude, he studied in parapsychology and this global consciousness project is also called a parapsychology experiment that began in 1998. We're just connected. So he was tripping. He was doing some drugs. We're just connected. We're just connecting dots over here. Connecting the two. But I think so. On, t- on top of that, I asked myself the same thing with the showers, Justin. I was like, why, why do I not want to do this? Because I've always, like, why? Why are you just now discovering that this is something that you want to do? Why are you saying, oh, I don't want to do this? It goes yeah. into that, goes into the mindset of, well, I've never done it because I just, didn't want to do it because it's cold. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's just, I think it's just the fear of the unknown or maybe the fear of something that you don't want to have to find out yeah. is true or is beneficial or is something that is so uncomfortable, but then I've been lied to my entire here. life. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just the cultural change, right? I was talking to somebody this week about, I mean, if we think of like old philosophers who would wake up at like 3am and just write or 4am and just write, well, it was because before electricity, they went to bed when the sun went down and they slept like 12 hours a night. So if you think yeah. about waking up at 4 a.m., it's because they went to bed at like 6. But we yeah. have this preconceived notion that like, oh, they're waking up super early, being motivated. Like that's why they were so successful in their time. But in reality, they didn't have electricity. That's like all they did as a culture. They probably went to bed when the when it got dark for fear of safety of animals, other things. Yep. They got in their groups. And then we're able to do what they thought was normal at the time, which is abnormal to us. Correct. I think, I think something I'll throw out there too is like the government doesn't allocate resources to much, but when you think about like all these underlying things, it's like all these organizations were built and they probably have a substantial amount of resources. And it's like, what do they know and what scares them enough to, keep so much stuff that's, you know, it's, it's this study or it's this foundation or it's this aerospace company. Like obviously something is being done. Something is like, we're almost on the defensive out of all this. Like we're always trying to get into the next part of technology or we found something, it scares the hell out of us. So we're like, okay, well we need to create this, this, and this, see what this is. How do we harness it? How do we use it? 
and, and, and it's like, what do we know that we've always been creating these groups and these organizations and these studies and these things? Like, why are we always trying to find out something? And it's like, I think it goes back to what you said, Garrett. You're like, why am I so interested in this? Like, maybe there's nothing or maybe there is something. We're starting to realize that there could be something that we're chasing after some crazy things that are finally starting to happen because we do have all this technology. Like, like you said, Colin, the only thing we had to worry about is what we were going to eat, like what we were going to kill. Like we had to make sure we had shelter and food and we were trying to produce offspring and that was about it. And now we're starting to, we're starting to like, we have a, a more broad reach, I guess. So I think now that could, just comes with the territory of just finding new things. So now the it's technology like technology and stuff like that. Like, why we've like, reached so far, we may have found something. And now we're like, well, crap, what'd we find? You know? I feel like uh, just this just popped into my head that in my last job, our company created this one thing. Uh, it was like a like a vessel sealer for, you know, like sealing blood, uh, blood vessels and whatnot. And they figured mm-hmm. out a way to make it go so fast. And they figured out the science so good that they actually dialed back the science because they thought like the doctors weren't ready for how fast like the ceiling was. So I kind of take that into the whatever we've made in the world. Like, are they thinking, oh, yeah. you know, citizens aren't ready for the stuff that we've made so far. So we're going to just dial it back, maybe push it back a little bit or just roll it out in different segments to see what the world's ready for and what's not ready. Yes. You know? Yeah. They made that very point in no both of these documentaries that I watched. And in both of these documentaries, they talked about how we've lost over a hundred years of advancement because of that thought process instead of just in withholding information and dialing things back. Not only have we lost that technology, well, not lost it, but slowed the progression of that technology we've also slowed the thinking and the progression of people itself because people, if today the razor came out and then tomorrow I give you an iPhone, your mind is going to be absolutely blown and you. I don't think you'd be able to physically Physically. handle that. So Justin, the point I just made is, the razor phone, if I gave that to you today, and that is the most technologically advanced phone we had in tomorrow, I gave you the iPhone. Yeah. You can't. No, that's, that's, that's a hundred percent what I think. I like, mean, just I just go think back that they're to scared the of that. Brick phone instead of just the razor, just go back to that thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you could only play snake. Exactly. And now you go to the iPhone that has more technology than supposedly the spaceship that went to the moon. But if you did that for in, in, in an extremely short yeah. amount of time, yeah, that's that's that thought process. But and that's the other thing they were hitting on is that's the way we think now is it's always been slow ish progression. Yeah, it's never been massive leaps. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i I'm sure and this could always tie into what we originally started with, which holy cow, we went down a we went down a serious start road here. I'm but telling like, you, dude, it, these, what if these what if what if that's the way to like somehow try to prepare how we could just kind of roll out what happens because maybe they know something's coming. So they're taking these people, they're saying, Hey, sit down, look at what we have. This is everything that we have to offer the human race. What do you think? And I think like it might just completely overwhelm someone. And then maybe they say, okay, let's just start over with someone else. 
and then they get a different demographic of people because if you read those stories about the survivors, it's anywhere from like infants and then they get like a six-year-old and then they get like a 15-year-old and then they get like a 30-year-old and then like a 60-year-old. So maybe they're just slowly trying to roll it out, but they don't know the time. They haven't mastered the timing yet, or maybe they're testing certain things that would almost sedate us to the fact of if they rolled every document out, that would throw them under the bus. They rolled every single piece of technology out that we've ever seen. Like how would they be able to control the response? And maybe they just haven't figured out how to control the response yet. Yeah, that's, that's a very so good So we're point. testing it on people in the woods. Yeah. There you go. Is that no, blowing your mind over the uh, corner or what? It's a lot to take in. We tried so hard not to get in that rabbit hole, and that's all we did was just jump in. <laughs> but I love it's it. Very like, at, least, at, least, at least we try. Like, at least we kind of, I don't know, we tried to hone in a little bit. Yeah. I, and that's, you can blame that on me because I knew as soon as I finished that first documentary, I knew I was watching the second one and I knew it had absolutely nothing to do with state parks. It had absolutely everything to do with aliens and the Illuminati, but it had nothing to do with state parks. I love it. I'm I'm glad we went there. I'm so glad we went there. Let me tell you about this trailer I saw in the movie theater. Cocaine bear? <laughs> it's cocaine bear. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, have y'all seen this trailer? No, is it good? Let's end. Let's end. Let's end on this because I, I feel like I feel like that one just took <laughs> Dude, cocaine right. bear. So it's called Cocaine Bear, and I would play it for you on here, but we would get oh, yeah, we'll get it our audio that's taken. Our, that's our so that's the, our homework. That's how that's how we can open up next time. You want you want to do that? I like I like kind of opening up with like a conversation piece. So Cocaine Bear, there's yep. this bear out in the woods, and he there was a a shipment of cocaine flying that crashed and this bear ate it and then just freaking got high and was faster than a cheetah. And he was tearing people apart, climbing trees, just freaking cracked out killing machine. Interesting. It's a movie. Is Charlie Sheen in this movie? (laughs) No. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Which he's coming out with Dude, a machine I, story on movie two, so that's going to be awesome. Oh, that's yeah, going to be good. That's be a good that's one. going to be real. Nah, good. That's going to be such a good. That is such a funny story, man. If you watch the whole bit, like the way he sets it up and tells it, like just. Dude, it's one of the funniest bits. Experience. If it was true, hopefully it is. I mean, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's kind of dramatizing it a little bit, but. Dude, what a crazy story! I hope he's not dramatizing any of that story. Ah, I, hope, <laughs> I hope every single part of that happened. And then his yeah. class, she's like, going oh, up God. robbing my classmates with the Russian mob. <laughs> That's the best part. They're I'm asleep. pretty like, sure sorry. that story is the only reason why his career took off. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, before we go, the world as of U.S., Indonesia, and Australia needs to know that I think when we go live next week, there will be one more Brumfield in this world. There will so be. I, I don't know if Justin will be with us on the podcast next week because he'll be a new father. But baby, just something to be thinking about. There's going to be one. He's going to have a little baby boy named <laughs> Cody. Right. Named Bartholomew in this world. Um, <laughs> but I think I think we can shoot for that. We can get Doak and Kenzie McKenzie. Oh, God, he's going to hate me. Um, to come on the <laughs> thing, talk about murder mystery. We can do our part, digging in a little bit so we can carry on a conversation. And then we'll go from there. I love it. 
Man. I know I know you gotta catch some flights. Um I know you gotta get back to your world. Um Cody, right. thanks for dropping this in. Fun, uh, hope you come back. As much as I can. Yeah. Always oh. good to see y'all, man. Love it. All right. I'll Love play outro music here. Good times, bad friends.